Welcome to Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTIQ plus news and public affairs show, featuring music, events, and interviews, both local and global. Live from the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. Good evening, loves. Welcome back to another episode of Blooming Out. I'm Melanie Davis. I'm Ireland Meacham. I'm Lucas Fisher. Hi, Lucas. I'm Ireland Meacham. Are you okay? I'm Lucas Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're blooming, blooming out. out. Wonder Twin powers activate. Oh, that's how, that would be cute. <laughs> this is a radio show. Everyone out there. No Hello, way. Blooming team. This is a radio show? This is on the radio? On we the are radio. Live right now. Whoa. Yeah, as live as it gets. WFHP. As real as it gets. And yeah. as live as it gets. Absolutely. So, how was everybody's week? My oh. week was good. It was good. I'm working. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> wow. That's kind of like the answers oh, wow. my daughter gives. How was your day? Good. <laughs> Can you expand on that? I don't know. Good. I don't have anything to report, really. You You're in New York. What else? I mean, what can you... There's yeah. everything to report. Okay, I'll think what about happened? it. Lucas, you go, and then I'll think about it. Okay. And think of well, let me talk about my week. Uh, I'm tired. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I don't know. I'm, a, I'm exhausted. We are Fascinating. The- most I'm boringest sure queer folk in town. In any town. Yeah. <laughs> but we look good. So That's true. And uh fine. we're all in bed right now, so that's nice. Because we have to broadcast from home. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah. This uh, is my uh socialization for the week. Yes, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh i'm Woo! so sorry i know i'm like in in a socialization bubble with my roommate and occasionally another person from our building but that's about it so. wow wow i feel time. i feel bad because i'm like actually <laughs> seeing people i like went out to lunch today with a friend um and uh what it was a distance lunch. We were safe and everything. And um, okay. where did you and, go? And she's a nurse. Oh, uh, we went to uh, Crazy Horse. First time I'd been there. I've been here almost like what eleven and a half years, and never been. Um, oh, wow. I still haven't been there. You know, if I couldn't take my kid, I pretty much didn't go anywhere. Mm. And I don't eat out, especially now. So I just hadn't, and it was really good. They have good food. Um, I like food. Yes. Well, I, I recommend there. And they didn't have a whole lot of people. It wasn't jam-packed. Um, so it was it was good. So everybody else out there who's gone and hasn't told me about how great it is, um, I'm giving you the stink eye right now. Because <laughs> it was... And the wait staff were great. It was just all around a good lunch. But I was with someone and... Um, this weekend we had other people we were visiting and we went up to i had to still cleaning up in indy and uh yeah it's just like i'm seeing folks 
um, just very, very cautiously. And that helps. That helps with the yeah. uh, mental health. Because yeah. this isolation is doing terrible things to people. Yeah. yeah, I've been really feeling like, like missing, feeling like, um, I don't know, I wish I could like, because really the only place I could meet, like, because I've been wanting to meet new people, obviously, I've moved here in January and haven't gotten the chance to like really meet anyone yet. Because uh-huh. um, we've all been inside, but like the only places would be like, queer bars or, you know, I don't know, queer spaces where you can go and meet people. And that's just not a thing right now. Yeah. Um, so it sucks. Well, and I was that talking sucks. to her about the center uh, and, you know, that, how that would be fantastic right now. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, Absolutely. that's not safe, you know, and that's not really what we need. Mm-hmm. So, but for the center, I want to, before we get into the the recovery when we can start getting back together and start thinking about having a physical space i do want to do some either virtual things or some it's almost too late in the season to do outdoor activities um you know like an outdoor concert where everybody is 10 12 feet apart you know in your own chairs on your own blankets picnicking or whatever we can still do that. That's it's only September. I feel like the fall weather is yet to come. So true. Beautiful. I don't know. It was cold this morning. It was beautiful this morning. And well, it's been there in Bloomington, except for the haze. We've got the hazes from the fire, or the haze from the yeah. fires. That wrong plural. Um, and the sky's kind of milky. It's wow. It's odd. Um, in Indiana? Oh, yeah. Oh. And it's been that way for a couple of days now. Yeah. But it, well, I never might... thought it would, like, spread that far, you know? Gosh, that's crazy. When St. Helens erupted in, was it, 81? 80, 81? Um, the ash was, they, there was ash fall. You know, light. It wasn't, like, you know, heavy, but they, they recorded ash fall in Illinois. Dang. Oh, yeah. That that's that's pretty far, mm-hmm. but it gets up in the atmosphere and it's just dragged out over. And it's not heavy. It's not like those pictures we saw from like San Francisco and places in the midst of everything where the sky is red at midday mm-hmm. and dark. Um, that's scary, but yeah, it was. Uh, it's it's a hazy shade of of autumn. Yeah, <laughs> and then just to think yeah. of all the people suffering looking at that reminding you of mm-hmm. everything that's going on uh, um you know if they'd only swept their forest floors swiffered them maybe then we wouldn't have these forest fires right <laughs> so well, didn't we talk we talked last week about the the fire that started oh gender reveal time. yeah yeah Legit, uh, how disgusting mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and then subsequently you. i've been seeing you know all the smoky the bear memes like only you can stop gender reveal parties and <laughs> whatnot which yeah. i've been enjoying but also it's kind of like ugh, is that is it, that like it's soon? on fire it's on fire currently it's currently on fire yeah right? it's not too soon right now is when you gotta talk about it you know yeah, um, that's true 
like Black Lives Matter wouldn't be as effective if you uh, didn't have the urgency of the moment. Of course, mm-hmm. then some people, I had a, a response to something. Someone posted, and I'm not going to say who, I'm vague booking here. Um, someone posted about how uh, Black Lives Matter is, is, it was a meme with a dog defecating, and it said BLM, and then it had a person with their head cocked back and their mouth open underneath the dog, and it said, uh, under them, it said, um, you know, white liberals. And I just said, right. you know, a lot okay. of memes like that. Uh, oh, it's a it's a BLM propaganda. I'm like, what propaganda? Be yeah. specific. I want to hear it. Yeah. And um, yeah, where's the propaganda in the situation? Who's spreading this propaganda? And well, they didn't respond, yeah. but somebody else responded with, uh, "I uh, I want to type. I want to type out what BLM has done for black people. And oh no, for blacks." And, um, which kind of, yeah, there's your first red flag. Right. (laughs) Um, and it it was, it it wasn't an answer. It was a deflection. And that's, that's all that it's just driving me crazy. And I I don't want to go off too much on. Yeah. People on Facebook and, uh, not to mention, you know, Facebook makes money off of like, uh, emotionally charged advertising. Oh, you and watched that? Uh, you watched that documentary watch, on Netflix. I watched didn't that you? documentary on Netflix, and yeah. that's what made me take you know two days off of Facebook because I was just like, dang, they literally do just you know have all of these algorithms uh-huh. that uh, you know keep me from seeing things that oppose my views or strengthen my biases. Or, or they do do those things, and they it's just uh, bad. <laughs> yeah. If, if you – and everybody needs to really be more active in how you get your news. So you can catch your news from one place and then do your research on it and go to different multiple sources if there are any. Um, but there's another clue there too if there aren't. Uh, and, and pick up more on it. Um, yeah, if you have a source who you know that they're investigative journalists and they do their work, that's that's another plus. You know, if you know who's doing the writing, if you are familiar with the uh, ethics of that organization, that's great. And you should examine the ethics of any organization you get your news from. Doesn't matter if it's uh, has a bias or or it's more neutral um each individual writer has their own so it it also depends on that which is seems like a lot of work but if you want to be informed on anything you really need to do some more legwork um yeah mm-hmm. but and just I, getting I off think... sorry yeah, we're just going on a tangent because you know well no but that's you know. relevant that's relevant to this that's relevant to our lives but i'm you know it that's what night uh netflix that's what facebook does that's what twitter does that's what uh instagram does they all uh monetize you right and 
they just give you snippets and you don't get the full depth. You get clickbait, basically. Right. But yeah. You gotta go past that and get into the meat of the, the subject. Um, but that's really depressing, especially now. There's so much pain going around. Um, yeah, and it's addictive. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't know. So much despondency. I, th- I really wish there was more content out there. Um, and I'm not a content creator in that way. You know, I although I would love to film people, I'd love to be involved in creative projects uh, that would uplift people's spirits. You know, we need humor. We need laughter to get through heavy times. Um, but this seems to just be like... <laughs> adding more weight to everyone you know more information is essential however too much negative emotion without outlet is uh yeah soul crushing it's it's soul crushing so everybody crowd into your local comedy bar um without a mask and you know <laughs> oh i'm sorry <laughs> That was that was something else. That, that is good up. advice, though. We need to take some time, and there's so many good, uh, like stand-up comedy things on on Netflix, and mm-hmm. you know, all over the place. It's good to laugh. You gotta laugh. It will keep you alive longer. Well, I that's just a really good one the other day <laughs> on Netflix. Sam J is a mm. comedian that has a great special on Netflix. Yeah. Y'all should watch. You know, meaning the listeners. There's so many, <laughs> so many. And I think you know, I've seen the uh, the online drag shows. Have you seen mm-hmm. those? And those are fun. They're not. They're not. I live, feel like part of the yeah part of the experience is not there. Right. But, but I think that you know that's a a start, and and they are starting up. They're trying to figure it out, right? People are trying to. Sorry, I'm readjusting. Um, on the bed, not readjust. Not that. Never mind. My boobs are in the right place. Um, <laughs> they're trying to figure out how to be uh, not alive, but not in person. Uh, and we're. It's just going to take a little bit of time before we get there. But I would encourage people to be creators, to become creators. It's so easy nowadays. You know? Yeah, what else are you doing right now? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, get out there, grab your phone, um, interview family, do, do stupid specials of your own. Do um, Everybody's got a story. Everybody has stories. Put them out there. Because guarantee you there are going to be so many more people who enjoy it and love it and need it uh, than don't. And I say that and I'm not going to be doing that because I don't have any darn time. Um, also, I like being on the back end of like videos and the technical side of that. Mm-hmm. That That's where I have fun. Uh, being out in front of the camera isn't isn't my cup of tea. Yeah, I always get as soon as there's a camera in front of me, I get really nervous and stressed. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, 
I guess you can always turn it around, right? You can always yeah, or not have that like whatever that thing is where you, like you can see yourself in the camera. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn that off. You turn that off. Turn that off. <laughs> I mean, check to see that you don't have like you know your hair's fine. You don't have like anything stuck to your face. You know, like the cilantro that you were chopping up or whatever earlier, because. Um, yeah, you just need to do that. But um, yeah, you can always turn it around, turn it on other people, go interview folks um, through their windows or <laughs> I don't know. And then just put it all online. Well, like, so I'm going to ask my friend to be on the show because she's really, she's got an incredible story. Um, and, and I think that a lot of people need to be, uh, and need to hear it. And she was actually had, nationwide interviews and done all kinds of stuff because she is an, an inventor among other things and Ooh. she um she's working on a project for uh well, to help people who are you know long-term in long-term care in hospitals and stuff um anyway she's just really cool and sure. jessica bussard exactly inventor inventor <laughs> well, extraordinaire uh, invent is it inventrix? Is that a? I like the. Doing, I like that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I like feminizing the. Uh, these words, because you know English doesn't do it that much, but there is a mechanism for it. So, we should take advantage of it more often. But no, she she's an inventrix. She's uh, a thing maker. She's got a, a studio out in actually it's a gallery out in Nashville. And it's there's just so much that she's always working on stuff, and it's incredible to hear her stories and and what she's doing. So, um, and she had COVID this year, obviously this year. Um, but she had COVID a few months ago. She's a nurse. She was out in New York, um, recovered from that, and uh, and pretty well. She's she's just all around. Uh, one of those people who can do so many things and it, you talk to her and she's unassuming and she's not like advertising all the stuff but uh, we were sitting sitting outside and uh, somebody walks up and she's like oh hi and, and uh, he turned out to be one of the doctors that has worked on me several times with my sepsis and stuff I'm like oh yeah yeah he knows me <laughs> inside and out. <laughs> and, um, no, so it's, it, she'll be really fun, I think. And she's yeah. very witty and, and outgoing. Uh, but there are so many people out there whose voices should be heard and stories should be told. And I think that, I think more people, that that's what we should be doing with this technology is, is getting those stories out there. Cause like I said, you know, everybody has them. There's so many that just get lost because people pass and it doesn't get carried on. Um, yeah, we have this like, you know, easily accessible ways to like document our lives now, which is another, you know, useful thing about social media is it's for a lot of people, it's a way to, you know, it's like a, a journal or like a, yeah. you know, a highly public journal, but you know, or on Instagram, like a photo album sort of thing. Right. Um, yeah. 
or you know the vlogs and the blogs and stuff like that right slice of life content exactly we are social creatures we we like to read up on others right obviously you get that uh the kardashians thing which i guess they're canceling this year this is the last year for it yeah it's the last season i guess i can't i've never watched an episode (laughs) not even one no yeah um but lots of people are into that right into into viewing yes they're not average people um however they are just people and you can see that by their lives i mean they're messy and whatever but there's something there in getting to know others and getting to see how weird and strange and fun and whatever their lives are and that's something that i think we're all we've all been missing we've all talked about how we just we want to meet new people we want to hear from our friends we want to be there so uh i encourage everyone and if you want to send it to the show if you want to like send something you think a story is good enough to to listen to um yeah record it and email it to us yeah or even just a, a blurb just let us know about it and we can have a listen and see if we can put it on the show that that would be awesome that would be so cool yeah where do we send those we you send them to blooming out at wfhb.org yes and tell us the, the stuff yeah and then you will spend six hours taking all the the curse words out. Yeah, you could be on the show, you know. If you just come on, we're bored. You're obviously bored. <laughs> what are you bored? You're bored. I mean, yeah, it's, we're not we're contacting each other's, but oh my, each other's, each other. But we're there's so much going on though. Like every minute, our lives are in danger. So it's, yeah, lots of. Hell raining down from the skies. Yeah, sometimes literal. Literal hellfire. <sighs> yeah. Not in Bloomington, but... No. no. Well, you know, just give it time. We'll probably, you know, you never know. <sighs> the weather's cooling The weather's cooling off, so maybe we won't have... But yeah. are we ever going to get rain? I was worried about forest fires, because we are... We're, we're kind of dry. So... Just nobody do a gender reveal party or shoot off fireworks. Yeah, please no more of those. God damn. Sorry, Lucas. <laughs> no more gender party. This is recorded live in front of a studio audience of several cats, a puppy, and uh, a mouse. So. And several plants. <laughs> and several plants. I can't forget the plants. There are people too. Yeah. And do you see my ficus back here, Audrey, too? Oh. Aww. Aww. Feed, feed her. Feed me, more. I just rewatched that movie. It's so good. Oh my god, that holds up. Really? Oh, it's so good. Greg Moranis and uh, I can't remember her name, but Audrey. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it since it came out on VHS. So, um, I love that movie. Just for the music alone, it's fun. Sorry, that's a tangent. Let's get back on track. <laughs> it's a good show. It's a good show. Hey, show, show, show tunes, uh, videos, made, movies made off of uh, Broadway shows. That counts as queer friendly. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's our medium. If it's been on Broadway, the queers know about it. <laughs> right. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> My daughter's whole like 
um, Spotify playlist, hundreds of songs. Like all of all of her uh, songs are. It's all show tunes. Yeah. Like all of them, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm I'm almost getting sick of them. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad. What's your favorite? What's your favorite uh, cast album ever? Oh. For what show? So they had a double CD for, and it's cliche and it's not currently popular, uh, but Rocky Horror. Oh, yeah. That was my first exposure, right? Oh, yeah. Um, But the double album that had the cast, but it also had the react. So you had like the full Mm. cast album, but you had the react album, like what you're supposed to say. That was my favorite. No way, really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. And I've I've got it somewhere. But uh, oh man. And I, I when I that came out when I was in college, and I just thought that was I sat there for hours listening to it because when I'd gone, you know, it was small town Indiana theater, and nobody yeah. really knew exactly what you're supposed to say, mm-hmm. and we didn't have access to information like that. There was no like internet so you just had to go by whatever anybody else in the theater was doing and uh it turns out they didn't quite have it right themselves so it was it was informative and hilarious and it ticked off the kids on my dorm room floor so yes i was all about it gender queer themes and oh man that's probably my all-time favorite movie yeah yeah you just can't admit it now because it's it's not quite they're old tropes right they're all right well yeah yeah and there's you know very there's no people of color in the movie which is an issue yeah um so yeah but Uh, it was my first real exposure to like a genderqueer person yeah trans you know trans person in the media for so many of us yeah and there was um into the woods that was a good one too i like that just because it's easy to sing too yeah classic how about you guys well i was i mean pro- i mean i'd probably say rocky horror too just because the music is great but yeah i mean i had my hamilton phase i'm over it um <laughs> I, yeah. i'm far past it at this point but uh it was fun when I did like it. Um, well, the songs are still... I mean, they're, they're, they're there now. You don't have to listen to it a million times over, but they're still right. fun. Yeah. The music's good, yeah. Lucas? Do you have any... You disagree? Your favorite movie album is uh, from Flash Gordon, right? Or... Although that was good back in the day. I'm sorry, I have... uh, Musicals? Oh, wait, Wicked? (laughs) How about Wicked, though? I I, uh, was an engineer for my high school for four years, so I I have seen my fair share of musicals, and I've also watched a bunch. But I'm just not too big on them. I do like Into the Woods. That was a, a great... Especially the original, the Disney remake. You're right. Mm. Okay. That one that was probably one of my favorites though. 
but I haven't seen Rocky Horror, so like that's not. I don't even have that like queer like. What what do you call it? Foundation. <laughs> um, I, I, you can't. Can can you hear the expression on yeah. my face? Like like incredulity. Like you haven't seen. Wait, haven't so you, seen... you're saying you have not seen Rocky Horror? Um, I haven't. I I saw a rendition. I watched. I have saw a rendition of it in. Uh, Melanie and I are clutching our pearls. <laughs> but yeah, I've never seen it. Dang. Okay, that's your homework, Lucas. You gotta watch it. We've it's- got to get the the um yeah uh, Facebook group put together so I can do a watch party. Like you know. Mm, yeah, that'd be fun. No, I haven't seen it. Just haven't had the anyone to watch with. Oh, ooh, maybe we could show it on the screen in front of my house. <gasps> yes, that that'd be great to do a first one. See, I can't think of any other like queer like film or anything that like really you know influenced me, which is kind of annoying because I feel like there's something, but I can't think of what it is right now. That was like my. I'm trying to think of ones that I may have introduction. seen. It, it was. Uh, I mean, film was something that we got to see ourselves in first, right? Um, there was always the character in in a film who was, yeah. you know, coded, right? And so, and and hopefully there were there were good examples along with the the horrible examples of the murderer, or the you know, right, the bad Probably person, will. yeah. Or the victim, you know, mm-hmm. the dead lesbian, or the killer right. lesbian. Um, but you know, they're usually supporting characters, and you don't get to—they don't have much development. Um, I, I recently saw this really good movie where it was about—it uh, was basically the story of uh, all these kids at a uh, a gay reeducation. <laughs> but I'm a cheerleader. It was so funny. But I'm a cheerleader? Yep. Yes! Okay, that's my other all-time favorite movie. Um, I love that that movie so much. Yeah. I'm so glad you saw that. It was so good. Oh, that... It's like... It's so, like... Like, you would swear it was made by John Waters, but it wasn't. Uh Which is just such, like, queer energy that I love. Um, And obviously it's queer AF, so... It makes you laugh and cry. Yeah, and they end up together at the end. There's a happy ending. I know. There is a happy ending. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) I have to go watch that. But that doesn't happen very often, you know? Well, it was one of the. But it fits. It was one of the, what, 90s um, queer films that was. They were coming out. There's. uh, Was it. uh, Better Than Chocolate was another one that came out around the same time, Mm. um, which was a Canadian film. And it was so good too. It was very sweet. Not to carry on with the chocolate thing, but um, but it you know it pointed out the harsh parts. It wasn't. It was it was difficult to watch in spots, but um, ultimately there's triumph, right? Ultimately there's and not to give away the the end of the film, but uh, you'll feel good walking away from it. And so go see that one. It's it's heavier. It's not a, a comedy. Um, 
like like but i'm a cheerleader is oh my god and what's her name i think that's where i saw her first at natasha natasha Um, leone yeah oh she was i love her i love her so much and Um, duvall is great yes and clean duvall the um you know one with the dark hair Uh she's the one that's making happiest season this new lesbian uh rom christmas rom-com that's coming oh yeah really yeah yeah she directed it and wrote it yeah Yay! Wow. That um, is exciting. Yeah. Did you ever see, obviously, you've probably seen The Birdcage. That's a fun one, too. Oh, The Birdcage and La Caja Fall. Um, the, uh, both of those. So La Caja Fall is the older one, right? Birdcage is the one with Robin Williams and... Um, oh, what's his name? Oh, my gosh. How do I forget his and name? Nathan, Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. Yes. Yeah. Love. That, it's so fun. And it's really, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's queer positive. It's queer positive. It has its cringy bits. Um, it's right. very, it's very dated and very mm-hmm. of a place, but that's great and too. And I haven't seen it in years, so I can't, yeah. But yeah. I, Another one that's lesser known. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I've been showing these to Kat. Um, oh, fun. To get her a good base of, mm-hmm. of queer positive films, so go ahead nice. um there was one that's like lesser known that was made in the 80s the watermelon woman by cheryl dunyay oh I didn't that's that incredible oh my god you love really? it you both should watch it it's so good um it's about identity and lack of representation in film and it's about recreating queer history for ourselves since it wasn't documented sort of thing. oh yeah it's really good um cheryl dunyay the watermelon woman you can I, i'm sure it's on i think it's a in the criterion collection now but i'm not sure where you can watch it on. Oh, okay no we'll find it yeah. yeah maybe we should have a service where we do watch parties and we do watch parties of queer yeah, film and that'd be so fun. or maybe there's a place that does that already let's research that because um i i think that a lot of these movies just aren't in the general flow anymore so people don't see them and and we do of course have tons of um representation now not great always but we still have tons i just saw a thing that had um they were talking about trans uh inclusive uh things and and there was a meme about um shira again Mm. and it was uh, specifically trans characters and non-binary characters in Shira. And I was like, well, there's the one, right? Double Trouble, right? And uh, who is the shapeshifter? Okay. Um, who are the others? And there, uh, there was Flora. The or is that how you say her name? Maybe it's not. Anyway, the the princess of flowers and growing things, and she was designed as a trans femme character. And one of the star siblings, who in canon were supposed to be the star sisters, um, one of them uh, is male in the show. And so that's the trans guy. And it was, I'm just like, huh, I didn't even see that. And here they are, you know, designed that way. Heck yes. That's so cool. Shows intention. That's just a great show in in and of itself. But, um, but the intentionality of it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I was watching another show and it had um, 
it had queer characters that were just matter-of-factly put in there and it wasn't a look at this person we're representing it was just they're there and they're a natural part of the story which is how it should be right just comfortable I wish there was more of that because I feel like it's always whenever there's a trans character a gay character or something it's very tokenized or if it's not tokenized it's very much like like you said like look at this person we're you know this the cast is diverse and like we're featuring this trans story like good for us and um but it's always like you know how hard it is to be trans and how hard it is to be queer and like how no one understands and you have to keep explaining yourself and like all of that stuff and yeah i just wish there was more just regular like trans people can be extras they can be they can be main characters they can be secondary characters they can be anything like and it doesn't have to be a thing we don't have to talk about it you know right and there doesn't have to be like the the one gay character who's mm-hmm. the gay best friend and that's their only right. that's their only role mm-hmm. um right um or it's like you know there's a trans character and they get bullied so a cis character has to run to their rescue and stuff or like you know yeah so cringe and then there's the uh, the flip side of that which is like and i think we talked about this but like the the reboot of the l word had um yeah. two trans three trans characters the two trans femmes that were on the show they like came out with that article afterwards and they were like well we were like thinking you know this is like what if we just like these people are trans but what if we like didn't make their characters trans like what if their characters were cis yeah and we just didn't talk about it and like that's that's also you know that's that's that doesn't work that way you know you have to like mm-hmm. you have to acknowledge it but don't dwell on it you know right there's a there's a happy medium there that people although i can i i like the idea of just having it be um there but not right you know you figure it out on your own maybe mm-hmm. that'd be interesting but the fact that they were trying to like you know say like well the the characters you know isn't it good for us that we allow trans characters to play cis characters sort of thing oh oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that that's a, a thing too or yeah. trans actors to play, to cis, play characters, cis characters so. yeah which is a reversal of the the trend um which is but, okay. but wanting kudos for it but, yeah yeah but well, wanting kudos for it is kind of disgusting yeah there you go the kudos mm-hmm. everybody in there kudos full crap i want a i want an ally cookie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. want an ally cookie <laughs> oh oh man right anyway speaking of issues um we do have some news and an yeah. update or two. Uh, angry. So we're recording this on Thursday, right? Do, am I supposed to be pretending like we're not? Is this live? No, we can. You better stop lying. I'm not lying. Okay, fine. <laughs> that, that works. Today's Thursday. That's not a lie. And today, uh, or maybe even right now, uh, Pompeo and his crew, and this is uh, Mike Pompeo from you know, the government fame. The person who 
We personally put together a human rights uh, coalition to determine exactly what are uh, Americans' uh, views on human rights and what should America really consider human rights. Um, who are the groups that we need to focus on? And in putting this group together, uh, threw in all anti-trans folk. So, yay! That's... Um, yeah. Or not anti-trans, I'm sorry. Anti-LGBT in general. We were talking about anti-trans and I got stuck in the headspace there. So, uh, he's putting together a, a meeting today. Uh, we don't know how it goes. We'll catch up next week with that. That's, in, in I'd say, in front of the UN, but they're doing a virtual meeting. Um, so they're all probably in their beds in their hotel rooms. <laughs> but... Um, and here's their locations. Yeah, it, it's worrisome. You know, this is... Yes, we're coming up on the election. And maybe none of this will actually have a lasting effect. I mean, or maybe some things are not going to change. Um, we don't necessarily like talking about it, but... A lot of people I know are very worried about the election not being um, considered valid mm. uh, either by you know the the uh, states or by our orange man in government so he might just decide that it's not real and he doesn't have to leave and they're already putting in structures in place uh, in order to maybe deal with that um it's concerning but uh the fact that he's still addressing the un about human rights the fact that uh this commission is made up of anti-lgbt folk um if there is another administration trump administration they have already been what, what did we talk about there was one a week uh, anti-lgbt uh rules and regulations changes mm -hmm. it's just gonna accelerate so vote his boss out and he will leave too um and make sure his boss leaves uh what else do we want to cover next we'll get to the voting later oh do you want to do, um, yeah, on the who wants to cover, who, who wants to cover JK? Oh, I was going to, were you going to give a good one? The flip side of, of the power of government is that, uh, you know, you can elect people into office apparently. And, uh, there, here's some news. Aria Demezio mm. is self-described transsexual satan satanist anarchist won the republican primary for sheriff in cheshire county new hampshire and she ran or they sorry they ran their slogan f the police and uh they got four thousand votes and they ran on a post so it will be this person, Demasio, versus the Democratic 
nominated candidate in November. So I just think that's a crazy story. That's I hope so it cool. continues. You know, sometimes <laughs> you can use the system, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, there was no sitting duck in the Republican seat. So you could apparently you could just take it. Apparently. And that's what they did. And um, apparently the the Republican Party in that area were, well, they were obviously against it. And they tried to, uh, they actually tried to uh, vote them out. Oh. You know, to get their seat back. And they still won. So, what's up? That's... That's the best news I've heard in a while. That's incredible. You know, more people should run for office because more things like this would happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if that person was sheriff? Right? Wow. Um, and and, they're and they got them. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and they I got that many votes. Because <laughs> this is the United States of America, and we the people... Uh, to be sheriff, though, I mean, you'd think that they would need maybe some law enforcement background, but... Um, oh, law enforcement it's, officers it's, only need six months of training. True. That's what... It's the thing. Cosmetologists, yeah. two years. Think about that for a minute. Exactly, and we don't vote our cosmetologists in, so it seems a little flawed to me, if you ask well, me. That's that why, That's why my law enforcement officers don't do hair. I mean... Yeah. And that's why we don't vote for cosmetologists. Mm. <laughs> Maybe that's a flawed. I, I'm, <laughs> I, I think I'm getting confused. But, but just the I'm, comparison. I'm not advocating for a fascist uh, cosmetology thing. Fascist cosmo cosmetologists. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> so that's a cool story. That's yeah. incredible. And that's their selfies. They look pretty. They look cool. Uh huh. I hope they win in November. Aria Demetzio or Demetzo. Um, where is this for the, for the for her um or for their uh their ad? It's an anarchy symbol for the first A in their in their name. That's uh. Oh. And then it says uh it says for sheriff and the last F goes into F the police. That's right. Great. That's it's amazing. So, in in other places, they'll have where they have multi-party um, uh, systems. They have people that run all sorts of odd little uh, campaigns, and and I love that. That's that just speaks to my, you know, mess with the the pull it open, mess with the wires and see what happens kind of I, mentality. Yeah, I, yeah, for exactly. sure. I love that. I People need to screw with the system more. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I Let's like test the, the thing, you know? Let's see if it, it holds up to. if we start like questioning stuff and, and question everything. Stuff. It probably won't hold up, you know? Yeah. Because we know that it's all wrong anyway. So, so, Anytime there's like an open seat, like where somebody's running unopposed, jump in there, throw your name in. Yeah. 
Throw it in there. If you got ideas, whatever they are, put them forth. Let's hear them. Go for it. Um, you know, the in the ninth district here, we had somebody running on the Democratic ticket who really didn't count as a Democrat. Um, nor did they really. Their platform and their words were. Um, how do I want to say this nicely? Fascist light, I guess. Um, too full on. And that really disturbed a lot of people. And they lost. They said some things that were absolutely horrendous. And um, and the Democratic Party, the Democrat Party, uh, dropped them. No, no support anymore. Can't even use the office fax machine. Don't <laughs> you're you're running on the ticket, but you're not going to get our support. So, um, if you are running, be aware that the Democrats or Republicans might not actually support you. However, you still have the right to run. So, run for office. Um, Now's a great time to to run independent or whatever. Oh, I think it's too late to put your name in that. Yeah, but in the future near future hey we got elections all the time join in two years right for the there's school boards you can join you know there i've got friends who are on school board um you can do it you can make change in your in your neighborhood in your town in your state um and that changes the world so how to people most of those jobs, all you do is talk. It's not like you need to, like, really have any... You know what I mean? Like, you're just not selling it very people. well. I am trying to sell it, because, you know, you just... You can you can learn it. You'll be you, okay. Look, Donald yeah. Trump got in. Donald Trump got... Done. Right? Done. Yeah. We're done. Get out there. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> And that has been another episode of Pluming Out. We'll be on. Uh, that was fun, but we gotta hit the JK thing. Okay, yeah, now let's... we can be angry again. More. So, I mean, this is actually becoming um, tiresome. Ang- it, it, it makes me angry, and at the same time, it's just pathetic. It's starting to become an issue. Like, before, we were all just like, Okay, J.K. Rowling is a turf. That's kind of cringy. Uh, I at least Harry Potter doesn't seem very, you know, anti-LGBTQ. But now she's writing a book. Oh, the book. So this new book oh. is it's kind of like a it's a turfy. Uh, um, dream it's a this next book is about a cisgender man male um who dresses up in order to kill women so the whole basis for it is you know the scary man in a dress thing uh and these tropes are so old these these messages are they're 
and they've been debunked and they're not um yeah this is fantasy but there are people who still believe this stuff and they're going to get whipped up into a froth about this um I don't understand why why we have to revisit these things. I don't understand why people, especially somebody who has more exposure um, to lots of different views than maybe somebody else, needs to put forth these just damaging, hateful uh, pieces. And, and why she's... It's not just doubling down. I mean, she's written a whole thing book about it, right? Yeah. Um, God. Bet it's going to suck. Yeah. Oh. Well, it, the book is getting terrible reviews from this. Ar- what this article says. Um, let's see. Uh, Carriage, I guess, a reviewer said the book is good on characterization, weak on everything else, and gave it three out of five stars. Uh yeah and other bad reviews um yeah an early review says called it a book whose moral seems to be never trust a man in a dress Mm -hmm. it's like honey your trauma is showing go to a therapist yeah yeah don't literally and she's like so influential like all right don't you know yeah Right? It's just so frustrating that she has such a giant audience of people around the world, like so many children and people, you know, our age who grew up on Harry Potter and everything, Mm -hmm. who are trans and queer and found comfort in the storylines of Harry Potter. And now she's like, you know what? I actually hate all of you. You know, like, what is that? What is that all about? Just endlessly frustrating with her. Oh, was that published yesterday? Yeah. Under a pen name, uh, Robert Galbraith. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing, is that she's been using, like, for all her other books that aren't Harry Potter, she uses a pen name, Robert Galbraith. Yeah. Because she had this, I, I think she used it at first for to, like, experiment and see if a book would sell the same or more under a male name. Right. But she's literally using, and sh- this is a quote from her, she said, Quote, being Robert Galbraith has been such a liberating experience. Mm-hmm. And you're saying Whoa. the trans experience is not valid. Uh, okay, sure, sure. I'm about to vomit. <laughs> that is so cringe. Like, uh, I'm sorry, I can't even look at her now, like, the same yeah. way. Well, it's there's so no sad. way. It's sad. Even, see, even smart people can be absolute trash. Well, Get out of here. it it runs in every. It's a, I was giving her the benefit of the doubt because trauma is transformative, right? Um, it it causes a lot of different changes. It causes a lot of different uh, reactions to things, and how people deal with trauma is, um, it can be valid or it can be further damaging, and how she's dealing with hers is just. It's not damaging her so yet so much, but um, it's yeah, I mean, it's hurting I'm a lot sort of people. Of it. 
she's a celebrity, so I don't really feel bad because she has the power to, uh, well, and she should know better. Like, it's just annoying. Like, can't you do some research or like meet any trans people? Oh, I, I believe that they don't, you know, people who are like this don't do the research. I know. And it's sad be because it's so sad because they're an accomplished author. And like, at one point I had respect for JK Rowling because like, you really have to put in a lot of work to write something like that, that has so much influence. So how can you then just be so uneducated about uh, trans people? Like, how does she feel about trans men? Is it just trans women that are the problem? Because you don't believe... It's just, like... Right, that's the thing that's confusing me, is that, you know, several years ago, she was willing to take, you know, the firestorm that came after she, like, publicly said that the Dumbledore is gay. And so, like, it's very clearly about... It's either a recent thing for her that she's just gotten so rich and like gotten billionaire brain or something, and like yeah. you know, and like because I'm seeing this other related article. J.K. Rowling likes a tweet that supports conversion therapy, so that makes me think it's like a re- a recent thing, you know, that she's not always like been so like she's just so far removed from yeah, like she's in, that you know, she's just know, like people, people who could teach her differently and she's surrounded by her crew that's always going to say yes 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 you're so smart and you're so right you know i'm sure well part of publishers and everything that makes me wonder too or the the newness of this right um it just came out in the past couple years now she's probably been writing this book for a couple years so i'm wondering if what maybe her research has brought her uh, uh, to the turf side and she saw that and she's like ooh I agree with it or more um, and this is speculation and, and just completely pulling it out of you know where what if this is to sell the book to drum up interest to be I so that really could be you know and, and I, I hate to think that somebody would pull such a like that's that's a sophomore stunt. Ugh. If you read it, let me know. Let get on the show. Well, tell us what it's about, because um, yeah, I might read part of it because ha- I think the first hundred pages are free online. So I just feel like I want to know why people are like this because it just doesn't make sense to me. I've been wondering. I, I know the trauma years. thing. We we've talked about the trauma thing, but it's just I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's no. I mean, it's no excuse. It doesn't make be yeah. outwardly hateful for no reason. Oh, we've gone way over. We're almost two hours now. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm sorry. Let's just leave it at that. Blooming Out is a production of WFHB Community Radio and produced by Melanie Davis and Kate Young. Lucas Fisher is our engineer for Blooming Out and WFHB. I'm Justin Robertson, <laughs> and I'm Arlene Meacham, <laughs> and I'm Lucas Fisher. Ooh, double duty. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm Melanie Davis. Remember, if everything were straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Be well, stay safe, speak truth, manifest equity, demand justice, and good night from your blooming out family. Sky's the limit and they know that you keep on just